Dapper, Dapper, Dapper. He's back with a new podcast. Oh, here we go. And he's chatting absolute bollocks. 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 What a lemon squeezer. And he's got a small knob receding hairline and massive areolas. Hello and welcome back to Chatting Bullocks. It's now 2020, a brand new fucking year, man, and we're getting right involved. I guarantee and promise to all my podcast followers out there, I think there's about 15,000 listeners now, so we are kicking right off. And if you're one of them and a geezer, thank you very much for tuning in, mate. You're a legend. And if you're a sweetheart, I know you're probably flicking your bean or just, you know, using my using my voice to sort of calm your nerves when you're in the bath and, you know, having a little fiddle. But listen, either way, geezer or sweetheart, whoever you are, if you're an old man, an old woman, get up. Get up, you old girl. Uh, and if you're young, young people, just don't listen to anything that I say and take advice from it. But listen, welcome. Chatting bollocks. We're coming in every week. And this show is called The Year I Give Zero Fucks. Because this year, I give no fucks. I'm going in. It's a madness. Last year was all about building the house, getting my life sorted, fucking moving the family to Spain, coming back, having another baby. And uh, still managed to do quite a lot of work, quite a lot of decent stuff. But this year is focused on my comedy, chilling out and being a dad. So dad time, comedy time. And um, also, yeah, I just decided that this year, now that I've repaired my mental health issues uh, and slowed down on the bugle, I'm a little bit more, <laughs> I'm a little bit more straighter in the, in the head. Do you know what I mean? My anxiety after my fight, it seemed to have dissipated completely. My depression is at a bay. I'm keeping myself happy. And now I'm confident to get back into the arena of proper comedy and give zero fucks. So I'm going to tell you more about that as we go on. But let me tell you what I've been up to since we last spoke. Obviously, Christmas was fantastic. Happy Christmas to you. Happy New Year. It's a tough time of year for me, Christmas. Last year, I fucked it up proper. Last year, I absolutely ruined Christmas in front of all the Shelley's family. Ended up getting kicked out and staying in a hotel just after we'd had our, uh, our second baby, Rue. So this year I was a bit nervous about it. I was thinking, don't fucking get on it too much or go too wild and uh, no arguments and stuff like that. Uh, the problem that I had last year was I'd just taken off like eight months, uh, eight or nine months off the booze and everything. Uh, just having a can of beer while I say that, actually. Hold on. I'm not doing a dry jam this year. Fuck that. I'm doing an absolutely smash jam um, just to get me ready for the year. So, um, <clears throat> so yeah, so me missus has the baby, right? But for the, for the fucking old pregnancy, I say, look, I'm going to go and come off the booze and everything. Let's, let's do the whole thing sober together. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I'm not going to take advantage of you being like a designated driver. I'm not going to drink in front of you and make it hard. Let's fucking both be boring fuckers for the old pregnancy. And then the baby come and I thought, you know, I've been a good lad, haven't I? But I should have done it the other way around, really, because then we hit Christmas, and it was Christmas Eve, and I was like, right, ready to get back on the beers, I'm going out to wet the baby's head, and it all kicked off from that point, ended up on the smash for about five days, kick-bashing the fuck out of me fucking kitchen, and all shit like that, do you know what I mean, getting thrown out of the house, staying in the hotel, fucking ripping the end off it, a midget born six o'clock in the morning on fucking Christmas Day, so I ain't doing that again, but this year, it was good, we had all the family, loads of pressure though, loads of pressure, because we had all the northerners from up north come down, they're like, right, let's all, fucking right, let's all. Right, all the Shelley's family. You've got Shelley's mum, she's fucking hard. She's like Shelley, hard as nails, mate. Shelley's sister's even harder than a pair of them, and all three of them together are like a fucking trio of hard nuts, mate. Or like, give over, right, let's all, you're fucking bastard. All of them, they're fucking scary. And then you chuck, chuck her dad in there, her stepdad, Derek. 
Derek, he's a fucking nutter, mate. He's an old fucking Manchester United hooligan. They wrote books. That he's in the books and that for kicking heads in down Manchester United back in the fucking 1930s or something, or 60s. No, I think it's the 60s. Sorry, Derek, if you're listening. But yeah, proper hard cunt. And he's always like, fuck your artless or fuck off, you fucking bastard. Um, I don't know what accent that is. But anyway, he's here. He's coming down. And then you've got to mix him with my family. My family, you've got fucking, you've got all the southerners. You've got me fucking mum that's got walking around like a gypsy. She's a sweetheart, my mum. But do you know what I mean? Not quite right in the head. She loves to smoke a little bit of weed. She does crystal healing, fucking Reiki. She's giving massages to everyone, talking about how they're feeling and all that stuff. Looking like a gypsy woman going around, reading tarot cards. Sat me down to read my card. She goes, this is the past, the present, the future. Let's have a look at the past. So it looks like you had quite a tough upbringing. Your mum and dad broke up when you were young. I said, you're my mum, you were there. What's all this bollocks? So I don't believe in any of that shit. Um, but yeah, talking of that stuff, today, as we film the podcast, sad day that um, Derek Akahora, Akahora, um, you know, the psychic guy that used to see ghosts, he died today. And um, yeah, I wonder, what, I wonder what size coffin he, he, he had. Probably a medium. <laughs> Get it? Medium? Because they call them mediums? It's just a bit of harmless banter, isn't it? No, it's not. When you put it on Facebook and Twitter and people go absolutely mad. Uh, some of the messages I got. Why don't you act your fucking age instead of your shoe size? How the fuck do you know how big my feet are? Dickhead. Uh, another geezer was like, that's out of order. How would you feel if someone died close to you and people took the piss out of him? It happened to me. My dad died and I ripped the cunt out of the geezer. He would have loved it. Other people took the piss out of him as well. You know, I'm not being horrible. In fact, this is a joke about his coffin and his profession. Medium, coffin. I weren't mugging off the fact that he died. All right? But that leads back to um, what this year is about. I don't give a fuck this year. I'm going in hard. I'm going in hard. Let me tell you what I've got planned for this year. First off, every week we're dropping a uh, Chatting Bullocks podcast like this, and I'm going to mix it right up, get guests on, special subjects, all of that shit. It's going to be great stuff. So I think we're up to about 15,000 listeners, so I want to, or 10 to 15,000, depending and I want to get that um, right up there to like 50,000 listeners. And also, my aim is to hit number one um, on the podcast charts, comedy charts. So listen, what I've decided to do is throw a monthly stand-up show. So instead of doing one massive stand-up show like I did last time, good vibes only and sell out one gig, I'm doing one every month so people can pick and choose when they want to come or come all the time. And also, I'm throwing it in my nightclub so no one can get upset when I start cutting people off. Because who are you going to get to throw me out? Me? I'll tell me to stay. Because I own the place. I'll be like, go on, tell me. Tell me. What's that? You're offended. Hold on, I'll tell him. He's offended. Tell him to fuck off. Oi, fuck off. He's, in fact, he's getting a raise. You fuck. So um, so we're going to have some fun with that. And I decided to call that show the regular weekly, no, regular monthly show, sorry. I decided to call the regular monthly show Chatting Bollocks Live because um, that's basically what it is. We're going to have loads of audience interaction uh, and it's going to be about, you know, current stuff and also just fucking chatting bollocks, mate. So we're going to have a laugh. So we've got the podcast. We've got the regular stand-up. I've got a radio show starting every week on Friday. I'm back on Flex FM between 10 and 12, which is going to be fun. It's going to be live live radio uh so we'll have some fun with that and uh yeah i put it out there to the followers uh, what do you want to call it and uh the name we agreed was unprotected flex <laughs> mm. excuse me just having a sip of my beer mm. <sighs> yeah unprotected flex so uh it's a play on having unprotected sex which obviously is not a um it's not something that I'd recommend, uh, just purely because of the STDs. Uh, from a feeling basis, much better. 
much better. Um, you know, if if you're if you're if you're a young virgin out there, a young lad that's listening to this, um, a lot of people will say, wear condoms. You know, it's safe. It is safe, but it feels like shit. All right, you might as well be sticking your dick in a fucking, <clears throat> I don't know, geezer. But <laughs> what I'm saying is. You do need to wear them because they protect you against things like STDs and having babies. But if, like me, you're like, fuck it, they're like Pokemons, the old STDs, I've got to catch them all, then just go bareback, see what happens. And fuck it, babies, you're going to have them one day. What's it matter? Have them while you're young, innit? So when you're older, you still got a bit of time to get on a smashing and tell them to fuck off. Right, what else is going on? Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Before I get on to the actual point of the show, um, I'm doing a, a West End show. So uh, I auditioned for a part in a show last year, and um, yeah, it's kicking off. It's only a small West End show, but it's a comedy, so I'm going to be doing live stage acting, which uh, I'm excited about, take myself a little bit more seriously, and um, that's it! And one thing that I am going to work hard on this year and try and work towards towards the end of the year, because at the beginning of the year, I always think to myself, right, I need one big project to smash the end of the year. Um, and I think this year what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and write an adult panto. So it's like pantomime, but just for the parents. Right, pantomimes for your Christmas dues. I'm going to call it piss up at the panto. And no one's safe. It's going to be fucking naughty. Birds with their bangers out, geezers getting their dicks out. Fucking madness, do you know what I mean? Three packets of sniff under your table. And um, yeah, probably not all that stuff. But it's going to be fun. Uh, and I'm going to try and get a massive venue and do a big run and get some massive people in it. Uh, I don't mean like, I'm not saying like large, not like Lisa Riley. I mean, you know, I'm big as in talent wise. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. That's what I'm working on this year. But yes, so this year I give zero fucks. And the reason why I wanted to call the podcast that was because last year I fucking de- dealt with so much shit that I didn't need to. And when I had a lot of time off over Christmas, it's difficult for me to take time off uh, my social media. But when I had the time off my social media, I had a lot of time to reflect on stuff that got me down. And there's a lot of stuff that pissed me off last year and I wasted time being upset about, even though I was on this massive positivity vibe. Yeah, there was so much stuff that annoyed me last year and that, uh, that I allowed to get under my skin uh, purely because I had really low self-esteem, right? Um, all year, I, I weren't sure if I was good enough to do my stand-up show. I weren't sure if I was good enough or had the bottle to get in the ring to do the fight. Um, there was so much stuff that I didn't have the bottle to do. Also, I'd taken such a beating over the last few years. Every time I tried to do comedy or every time I tried to tweet or make videos, there was so much shit that I started to think that I was shit or that I wasn't good enough. And... Um, there's a few things that I took notice of that I ain't giving zero fucks about this year. I am not giving zero fucks about this year. Now, you can relate this to any way in your life. The first thing I'm going to say is trolls, right? So trolls is a big one for me. You can relate this to your life, wherever you are, sitting in your car, if you're in bath, if you're in your bath or you're on your way to work, whatever it is. Relate this trolls to me. Trolls are people online that give me shit. Just relate this to people that give you shit in life. But I'll explain what it's like for me. I have to deal with fucking trolls every day. This morning, I woke up and I started doing some uh, Instagram videos, doing a Q&A, and instantly the trolls come to life. You know, fuck you, you're an embarrassment to your fucking family, oh, your daughters are ugly, and your house is shit, and fucking all this. Desperate, people desperate for, for a reply or attention, but they don't have it in them to say anything constructive. 
And also, they feel like shit, a lot of these people. I don't know if you're one of these people, but if you are, stop doing it because you're a fucking schlonghead, right? And one day someone's going to fill you in. Get that fucking keyboard. Wrap it around your fucking head. I'm joking. But listen, what you need to do, right, is relax because it's quite clear what's happening, yeah? You're trying to project your negative feelings and the way you feel about yourself onto other people and bring them down to your level. You don't like people being happy. You want to fucking make them sad so they feel like you. Instead of doing that, why don't you go out and try and make people happy? Yeah, and that will make you feel happy. So uh, I've dealt with a lot of trolls in my life, uh, but 2020 is the year of blockage. I will not whinge, I will not moan, and I will not air or confront or show off any trolls no more. If someone's giving me shit, they simply just get blocked. You get zero attention from me. This year, I'm spending all my time giving attention to people that give me positivity and are nice to me. If you're being a cunt, you can fuck off. Simple as that, right? But... I've had some mad situations before with trolls where I've completely um, gone off the handle. Like, I can remember when my dad passed away, um, some geezer gave me some shit on Facebook, and he was like, ah, ha, ha, your dad's dead, he was a cunt anyway. And I was like, right, fuck it, man, let's, let's go. So uh, I went on his personal Facebook, I found his mum, uh, I added his mum, added a friend request, I screenshotted it when she accepted, right? And when she accepted the screenshot, I popped it up on the fucking Facebook and I said, look, bruv, if you fucking crack on on that, yeah, I'm taking this further. And he was like, oh, stop, man. People started replying, yeah, go on, crack on. So I sent a message to his mum, yo, what's going on? You look lovely, you know. Hey, are you single, you know? That's just the voice I think I'll come across as in, in DMs. So I was like, yo, you're lovely, though, you know. You're single, do you know? And then dot, dot, dot come up. You know, the old response. And she comes back. She goes, oh, my God, I don't normally do this. <laughs> totally don't normally do I mean, she always, she said in badge pics already. I already know. Already know. She's a fucking slag, right? So she goes, I don't normally do this, right? But, you know, yeah, I am single. And it looks like we're not too far from each other. <laughs> and I was like, right screenshotted it, whacked it on my Facebook, three million people on there, tagged the geezer in it, and I said, right, if you don't apologise about what you said to my dad, I'll fuck your mum. Bosh. Bang. Bareback. In the D, the V, and the A. And if you don't know what that is, have a think, right? In the D, no, in the D, in the, no, in the V, in the V, in the V, in the V, the A, the anal, the vag, and the M. And I, oh, boom. I will fuck your mum, bruv. In the D, in the... Oh, for everywhere, she has a hole. So, anyway, he got the message, okay? Uh, that was one of the times I sort of overreacted a little bit on uh, Facebook. Twitter is the worst. Twitter is the worst for trolls. I, literally, I can't, I have to stop. I need a beer. Hold on. I have to ignore trolls, otherwise I can't use Twitter. I've just started tweeting again after months, and uh, instantly, every time I tweet, instantly, go and look at my tweets, instantly there's people giving me shit. And it's just, I've just realised now that Twitter is a little bit different. That's kind of what Twitter's for. People, people like to get a reaction. I used to think that these people, they're savages. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I used to be so, I used to be so fucking sensitive that I used to really get upset about it. And a lot of people used to say to me, maybe, you know, social media ain't for you. But I was like, nah, fuck that, that's my job, right? But sometimes, you know, I, I get it. Twitter is the place where people talk and they're going to give you shit and stuff like that. I find, I get it. I can take a joke. If it's funny, I can get it. If you're being a bit of a twat, fine, fuck it. But when people are fucking proper vindictive and horrible, 
it fucking gets me. But from now on, everyone's just getting blocked, right? But I can remember one time, a geezer, uh, after I had my daughter, Neve, a geezer wrote on there like, yeah, man, I see a picture of Neve. She looks like she's gagging for a rape. And she will get raped. And I was like, right, I get it, I get it. You're referring to the joke or the comment that I repeated that got me thrown off TV. I get it. But this is my daughter and, um, you know, that's kind of really fucking angered me, you you fucking two-bit crackhead, shit-sniffing, fucking mothers-loving, fucking World of Warcraft playing, fucking mothers niggas sniffing, fucking virgin, fucking one-legged shit fuck, right? That's what I thought. Maybe not exactly that, but something along them lines, right? So I thought, right, let's have a butchers at this guy. Now, this dickhead wasn't even intelligent enough to become a troll, right? He didn't even make a fake account. This cunt was just fucking tweeting me off his normal account, right? He's just tweeting me off his account that he uses. And in his bio, he's got the fucking where he works. And he works for a fucking leisure company, a fucking hotel or chain of hotels in the fucking Lake District, right? This dickhead, yeah? And he's customer services manager. This prick, right? So I thought, cool. Screenshotted the tweet. I attached it to a tweet. I tweeted to my half a million people on Twitter, as well as his company works for. And I added them. And I said, I was thinking of coming to stay in your hotel soon. But uh, it looks like the customer service team might be something to be worried about. Because I was thinking of bringing my daughter. And it seems like the head of your customer service wants to rape her. Did not go down well. Went fucking mega viral. It was just before Christmas at the time. And uh, this geezer lost his job, right? And I got so much shit on Twitter. People were like, why are you doing that? He's just saying a joke, all right? He's totally saying a joke. And now he can't feed his family for Christmas. Fucking good. 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 Let that be a lesson to anyone out there that thinks that it's okay to say shit to people that you wouldn't have the fucking bottle to say to their face. Because, do you know what? It's just... When I see these fucking trolls and stuff like that, if I respond to them, I instantly regret responding to them. I instantly regret it because I feel like, oh, I've just given them the, what, exactly what they want, right? And also, everyone else can see them now. So they're in their bedroom going like that. Oh, my God. People can see me. I'm going to come. Right? Fucking, so responding to them instantly feels stupid. And also, you're putting out negative vibes, bad energy, right? You know, you don't want to, you don't want to get someone fired, really, or get someone's mum's mum fucked in, in their A, M, and, and that, V. So you don't want that to happen, really. But, um, so yeah. So the new, the new, <laughs> the new thing is it's the year of the block. So this year, I give zero fucks about trolls. That's my first bit. Hold on, I need another drink. Now, next up, this year, I'll give zero fucks about the press. Journalists. Now, most journalists are out there doing the right thing. They're trying to shed light for the people on interesting things. But there are a small amount of journalists. Journalists? Journalists. That was a slip of the tongue because I was still sipping some of my beer. But I think we're going to stick with it. Journalists. So there's a small amount of journalists that are actually journalists. <coughs> Get some of that down here, you journalist shit fucks, right? <laughs> so there's just a certain amount of them that just create clickbait article, uh, that just create clickbait, clickbait articles, sorry. And um, so there's just a small amount of them that create clickbait articles. They're normally the people that write on um, celebrities or they write on sport and stuff like that. 
And a lot of their stuff is normally, it simply is mugging people off. All they're doing is writing stories. Normally it's about Katie Price and how she's losing her money or Gemma Collins or how she's put on weight or fucking, do you know what I mean? Or how someone's, someone's whatever has done something wrong or is doing drugs or got caught with their dick out or whatever. It's just bullshit, right? And they're the most negative fucking people and they really piss me off. And a lot of the shit I used to get really used to get me down. I don't get much anymore because I'm slightly more irrelevant now because I'm not on TV. Um, so I'm not really in the news. But when I was on TV, fuck me, mate. Every day it was a different fucking dumb story. And I used to actually play up to it a lot. But you know what? Right at the end of last year, I finished last year on an absolute amazing note for myself. Um, it was a 20 and I was doing a line. No, I finished on a great note. It was a 50. Um, I've done the fight, right? And the whole fight for me, there's a documentary coming out on it. But the whole fight for me was a battle against my anxiety. It really was. Um, I was so anxious. Um when I done my stand up comedy show, I almost pulled out of it, and I was fighting my anxiety. I was having I was having panic attacks at one point. I was having serious anxiety attacks, um, and it was creeping up all the time. And I got offered this fight, and I thought to myself, "Fuck me, I'd never do it. My anxiety won't let me do it. I'll overthink it." And anxiety to me is living in the future, so worrying about things that are in the future. And depression to me is living in the past, right? Worrying about things that happened in the past. Um, and living in the present is the key to really focusing on what is going on right now. It's the key to losing your depression or having less of it and ridding yourself of anxiety. And I knew that if I got the fight, it's another massive event in the future that is going to start weighing me down. And I thought to myself, that's why I've got to take it. I've got to take the fight to overcome my anxiety. And um, you'll see in the documentary, there's a big thing about it towards the end. You know, I managed to battle through my anxiety. I didn't win the fight, but I won my own personal battle and uh, I come out feeling fucking amazing and I haven't had anxiety since. It's mad what's happened, right? And um, yeah, so I'm feeling great. I'm on my way back from fucking Newcastle. You know, I'm getting a lot of support from people. Well done for getting in the ring. You know, I didn't fight a pussy. I fought Harvey from so solid. If you saw the geezer standing in front of you, mate, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's not fucking, do you know what I mean? It's not a fucking pussy hole, right? So I put myself up for it. And then I saw, uh, I think it's the Daily Mirror Sport or Daily Mirror Fighting. It's the fucking mirror, though, isn't it? Or something like that. Um, and yeah, and they were just like, disgraced comedian loses first attempt at cage fighting. And it was just like, fuck you, man. And for that whole day, for the, and that was early in the morning, for that whole day, I just had this black cloud over my head. I was like, pissed off. I was like, fucked off that these, some fucking fat, spotty, four-eyed journalist cunt. And I'm sorry if you're spotty or you've got glasses. Ginger fucking virgin. I'm sorry if you're a ginger or virgin. Hairy cunt. Right, sorry if you're hairy. But this twat, yeah, is sat somewhere at his desk in the fucking, at the Daily Mirror or fucking wherever these shit cunts work, right? He sat there at his desk. Oh, look. Dapalos lost his fight. Guys, guys, can we have a meeting? Hey, guys, do you remember that comedian? Totally disgraced back in the day. Yeah, you know, fucking, he tried to fucking have a fight in the cage and lost. Yeah. <laughs> funny. Do we do an <laughs> Thanks, boss. <laughs> Tastes lovely. I'll go do it straight away. Right, fucking twats, right? And then they write it up. Well, this cunt's never done anything else in his life apart from sit there slagging off other people. But can you see now, right? This is my last bit of venting, right? This is what this podcast is about because all of this shit is gone. But can you see how that's fucking got into me, into my fucking bones, mate? It's like whatever you do for a living. Imagine if 
I don't know what you do, matter who you're, who you are, mate. Maybe you're a beautician or you're a bus driver or you play in sport or you're a fucking teacher or I don't know what you do, but imagine whatever you do for a living, one day someone comes up to you and cunts you off for it and all writes it somewhere or tells someone else that you're shit or laughs at you, right? You're like, what the fuck is your problem, man? Like, what? Just crack on. So it's really weird being in the media because you just can't get your head around it. You can't, and I could never seem to understand why journalists seem to um, have an opinion on things that they couldn't fucking do or they don't do. Like comedy, for instance, the amount of journalists that seem to understand what was funny and what wasn't funny but weren't comedians just fucking baffled me. But anyway, so, you know, I've had a lot of trouble with them. So it's the year of giving zero fucks about the press i'm not going to respond to any of that again um you know i used to play up to them i'll give you some funny stories now the press used to piss me oh sorry the press used to piss me off so much um and write so much shit i used to create stories on my snapchat and see uh if they'd pick them up and run them and they did like I can remember one time I went to a pub when I first had Neve. So we're talking about three years ago. I went to a pub and I was doing a Snapchat story. Oh, my God, I'm in Guernsey by the beach. Oh, my God, the weather is so nice. <laughs> Stop it. Look at the sea. <laughs> Into the pub. Oh, my God, I'm just having a quick beer. <laughs> oh, my God, me and the baby. It's just me and the baby. Daddy daycare out on my own. And I thought, you know, what would be funny is if I do this story and pretend that I got absolutely fucking hammered. So I got a couple of fake shots of tequila and a couple of extra beers and everything like that. And I was going beer shot, beer shot on my story while I had her sat on the bar. And then I was like, next thing, I'm walking over. Oh my God, I'm off back home. I'm proper fucking smash. It's been a good day out. But I didn't have the baby. And then I walked through the door and I'm like, fuck, where's the baby? Shit. And then I Snapchat myself running all the way back to the fucking pub and going in and going, where's the baby? I lost the baby. And then we created a little box at the back of the pub that said lost property. And we put some shit in it and we put the baby at the bottom of it, covered up in like a jumper. And I went in and I pulled it out. I go, oh, fucking hell, she's in the lost property box. Thank you. This one's mine. This is mine. Thank you. And then walked out. Something that I thought was quite funny. And then boom. That's it. The Daily Star, I think it was. Dapper laughs, loses baby on drunk, on drunk. And then boom, it was in the Daily Star. And then boom, a couple of hours later, it's online. Daily Star. Dapper laughs, gets drunk and loses baby in pub. First time he takes it out on his own. People are shocked at how bad a parent he is. Nobody was shocked. Nobody had said nothing. But people are shocked that he's a terrible parent. Dapper laughs, loses baby. Dapper laughs, first baby found in pub. There was loads of them coming out. But uh, yeah, so I used to do it to fucking piss them off. I thought that was funny, but not as funny as this. One time I thought to myself, let's see if I can get this one on uh, in the paper, right? So I was in Ibiza on a mad one, and I was just Snapchatting myself, and I was like, oh my God, I had the craziest wank last night. I'd done so much packet, right, last night, uh, and I'm saying this, and I'm thinking, yeah, go on, fucking hell, lap this up. I'd done so much packet last night, right, that when I got back to the hotel room, I was fucking ripping off the end of my old boy to a little bit of amputee porn, having a fucking proper bash, and I was so covered up right and going so wild i had to give myself a fucking safe word because i was choking myself wasn't i so there i am on the hotel bed fucking legs akimbo ripping the end off me old dear fucking <laughs> ripping the end off me old boy <laughs> off me old dear so there i was in the hotel room lying on the fucking bed legs in the fucking air ripping the end off me old 
boy watching a bit of fucking amputee porn, choking myself, going, peaches, peaches, because I wanted to stop. I was choking myself too hard. That's me fucking safe word. Peaches, peaches. Anyway, I nearly died. Fucking best wank I've ever had, right? Whack that out there on me Snapchat. Couple of hours later, me mum rings me, Daniel, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm all right, mum. Why? She goes, I'm just reading the Sun newspaper. It says Dapper last had solo, sordid sex act in hotel room while high on cocaine. Are you okay? Oh my God. What has happened to you? I was like, oh fuck, this has gone too far. Gone too far. <laughs> I said, mum, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. There was no cocaine. Get up, peaches. <laughs> See, so, yeah, I've always had a lot of uh, a lot of fun um, trying to wind them back up. You know what I mean? But um, ultimately, responding to them just fucking it's the same as trolls. So, twenty twenty, this year I'll give zero fucks about trolls and the press. Who's next? Who else do I give zero fucks about this year? One more sip of beer. Hold tight. This year I give zero fucks about the offended. I'm no longer paying attention to people that say they're offended by my jokes. And today I kicked it off by doing some jokes and straight away I got backlash. What I realise is there's a lot of people out there. I mean, Ricky Gervais talks about it absolutely fantastic. There's a lot of people out there that think that you're bothered or that you should be bothered that something's upset them. In fact, nine times out of ten, it hasn't even upset them. They just think that it would upset people, maybe someone, so you shouldn't say it. And it's fucking bollocks, isn't it? Why do I need to concentrate on... Um, what somebody else finds funny and not funny. Why can't I concentrate on what I find funny? Because I'm a comedian and it's what I do and I have a following that follows what I do and they like it. So this year I give zero fucks if what I say makes you upset or hurts your feelings or makes you feel sad. Right, next up, this year I give zero fucks about negative people. People that whinge, people that are trying to bring you down. Uh, I've talked about this before. It's a madness, you know. If you knock about with someone and they're always fucking whinging about how shit their life is or, or you know, telling you not to do things or being negative about other people, slagging other people off, swerve them, just move. These people need to be aired because negative energy uh, can just seep straight into you. I hate people that fucking whinge, man. Just crack on and do something. So, yeah, last but by no means least... This year, I give zero fucks about failing. That is right. I give zero fucks about failing. Because, listen, unless you fail, you ain't even tried, have you? You can't be scared of failing because you won't try. Now, listen, everything in life um, that you learn is, is, a, is a result of a mistake, more or less. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean, not like if you learn, if you're learning a language or you're learning fucking maths or you're learning something like that. What you, when you learn not to do something or to do something different, it's normally because you got something wrong, right? That's how we learn. That's how we learn to be better in relationships. That's how we learn. That's certainly how you learn how to be better at comedy by dying on your ass so much. It's, um, you know, it's how you, it's how you learn a lot of jobs. You know, you've got to make mistakes and then learn from it. To be skilled, right? So don't be scared to fail. This year, I give zero fucks about failing. I'll tell you what. I have accomplished quite a lot in my life. I've grown a couple of businesses. I've uh, built a house. I've fucking got two kids. I've got, you know, a, a, a good following online. But there is so much shit that I've failed at. Let me give you an example of some of the things that I tried to do that I failed at. One time, I tried to invent a sex glove. That's right. A sex glove. 
Now, I thought that this could be the premium most sought after new sex toy for men to buy. It was a glove, right? And listen to what I called it. I called it the love glove. I legitimately tried to invent this, tried to get it patented, and then tried to get it marketed. And it was no, 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 everywhere. The glove... It was a madness, right? You'd slip it on your hand like a like a Johnny. It was like a Johnny for your hand, right? And each finger was a different fucking style of thing to poke up your bird's fanny, right? One was ribbed. The other was all prickly and spiky. One fucking had a little thing in it that vibrated. And the other was for the arsehole. Do you know what I mean? So just lubed up. And on the thumb, it had the top of that they have on the, um, on the old uh, rampant rabbits, right? Bosh, you can be tickling the clip when you're fucking with the hole, right? I called it a love glove. Pitched it everywhere. Spent time drawing that shit up and paying someone to fucking design it. Even set up a fucking website for it. I was going to start taking orders. I even looked into getting it designed over in Japan. Sent it over. No one wanted to make the fucking love glove. Fucking tight fuckers. If anyone out there can get this fucking thing made, mate, get in touch with me. Because I want to bring pleasure to the ladies. I always have. I'm a moisturizer. So yeah, that didn't go nowhere. I wasted months on that, right? But at least I tried. Okay? Loads of stuff like that. Rain Max with Moisture Max on them. All right, no one wanted them. Moisture cards. We sold a few of them, I'll be honest with you. They were like oyster cards, but moisture cards. Uh, they were good. Um, I tried a game. We had the Billy Bob game. The app cost a lot of money to make. Got it out there. It was all right for a little bit, then died down. Didn't make any money. Give it a try. Do you know what I mean? The board game, Cheers or Tears. I fucking raised £30,000 on that online. Raised £30,000. Got the fucking game made. Sold a load of them out there. Sold a thousand of them, I think. Then pitched it to try and get in the shops, and no one wanted it. But I tried. Do you know what I mean? So loads of stuff goes goes up and down. Do you know what I mean? What about the fight? My fight? My stand-up comedy shows? Loads of stuff. It, if you, Unless you go out and fucking fail at it, you can't get no better at it. But um, yeah, the fight was a big one for me this year. Um, fought my anxiety. Fucking fought Harvey in the ring, man. Harvey from So Solid, just to clarify, because there was some uh, jokes online that it might have been different Harvey. I'm not going to uh, speculate or or go into um anyway but you know and um now i want to do another one i want to get in the cage again um someone maybe a bit smaller more my size less less athletic um or maybe partially sighted or you know anyway but i want to give it another try do you know what i mean i feel like i've overcome the hardest thing which was getting in there in front of the crowd and stuff like that and now i have a bit of experience under my belt a little bit of experience um, there's loads of stuff I would have done different, man. Loads of stuff. And um, with that experience, it puts you in a better place than you was in the first time uh, when you went into the ring. So why wouldn't I take that and give it another crack and see if I can get a win? That's what I'm fucking talking about. 2020, I'm kicking fuck out people in a cage. Uh, right. So yes, I'm going to finish the podcast by saying this. Stick with me. We've got the radio show. We've got stand-up comedy shows. I've got a West End show coming. Uh, we're going to finish the year with an adult panto, and we're whacking this podcast out every fucking week now. Um, I just wanted to round up last year and how I'm starting this year, uh, but I'm going to kick off with some sick podcasts moving forward. Um, I've overcome my anxiety this year, and I've done that by finding a challenge, um, something that I didn't think I could do, and uh, stuck my mind to it, got fit. So let's end the podcast by saying this. Find a challenge. I think as a human race, we need to be trying to get something, trying to do something. So whether it's a challenge in your workplace or a fitness challenge or anything uh money challenge drinking challenge i don't mean i'll get smashed but drink less but um 
you need to have a goal and you need to be working towards something because that little bit of progress that you see each day uh, gives you happiness, man, gives you motivation and gets rid of that feeling of um, low self-worth, okay? So go find a challenge. Let's fuck this year up. This is Chatting Bollocks. I look forward to seeing you at my live shows. I hope you've enjoyed it. Pop me a message or leave a reply on one of the posts so I know that you're tuned in. Let's smash the fuck out of 2020 like it was a little Thai brass with a penis. (laughs) See you soon. Stop it. No fucking start it. Dapper, dapper, dapper. He's back with a new podcast. Oh, here we go. And he's chatting absolute bollocks. 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 What a lemon squeezer. And he's got a small knob receding hairline and massive areolas.